0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Touchy Feely podcast, a podcast all about what therapists wish you understood. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Champlin, here with my lovely hu- husband.
1: Hi, I'm the other host, Tim. The Tim lovely, Champlin. The yeah. lovely husband.
0: <laughs> and we're both therapists. I'm thrilled to be talking about all sorts of therapeutic matters.
1: You could say I'm the trophy husband
0: You're definitely a trophy husband. Oh, Oh, my. Oh, my. I know that's what lots of you mentioned you enjoyed about our first podcast was the uh, flirtatious banter back and forth. <laughs> so I guess that's a guarantee for for this session as well. This session. Oh, my. This podcast episode as well, where we will be discussing some of the biggest truths and uh, biggest findings, I guess, that we wish our clients and you, our, our good friends, understood that can benefit your life
1: jessica can i also mention that as we are recording this we are just sitting in our bed we are so yeah this is the uh one of the pros to recording a podcast with your spouse (laughs) yeah that's true although i have to tell you it's not my first time i've recorded a podcast where where i was sitting in bed with another person
0: I don't know what to say to that. That's real interesting, Tim. So
1: my first podcast I I did with my good friend Matt Bynum. Oh, okay, okay. That's his
0: basically his best friend we, crush. Uh, it's fine.
1: We we were sitting on his bed, and then we were, you know, we were trying to figure out uh, all the sound stuff, and so we thought it'd be a good idea to like have like a blanket for over the microphone <laughs> to like entrap the sound, and all that really happened is. It was like really hard to breathe and got so stuffy and like we had to like go out for air and then come back in,
0: <laughs> which I'm sure helped the recording quality, right?
1: It was a very genuine, and <laughs> yeah. It was a good, it was a good
0: bonding and binding podcast,
1: definitely,
0: definitely. <laughs> but we're glad. That we have really great technology now that we're like adults and stuff, right? Yep. Where we don't have to record this podcast underneath a blanket, so that's a relief, right? Yeah. I
1: think it's yeah, a significant is, relief. This is more comfortable.
0: <laughs> hey. Our topic, oh, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, Go hey, ahead, what are darling we t- what husband. Are we, what
1: are we talking about today?
0: We're talking about how everyone does the best they know how. And and we were just saying before we we filmed well recorded this that this could be kind of controversial to a lot of people. In fact, uh, before we recorded this, Tim had an encounter where it was a pretty controversial topic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would definitely say controversial. Um, it wasn't like heated, but I had a had a converse, good conversation with someone, and they were like, I agree with everything on on your you know therapy list here. Except for the first one, and mm-hmm. basically they said, "You know, I feel like there are plenty of people that are not doing the best that they know how, and uh we will we'll be talking about that for sure um but yeah, it was a just you know that was a good experience, and it was good to hear someone's input and feedback about that, yeah. And you know, like you and I don't believe in absolutes, so no it's true, sure you know i'm not we're not saying that that absolutely person or, or,
0: everybody
1: right, yeah um but I think in our experience with with our personal lives and also with the different clients we've worked with, it seems to match up pretty well that this is the case,
0: yeah, and we were talking about why is it important to know that everybody is doing the best that they know how. And I think it's really important because growth and learning and progress and 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 all of that is from looking back. Not in the moment. In the moment I I do believe that pretty much every human being is doing the best they know how to get what they at least want, or what they think they want in the moment, Mm -hmm. or what they value. Or, frankly, I mean, we'll talk about addiction later on, oftentimes people's bodies and brains don't even allow them to get what they want, and so it's just survival in the moment, but I would even call that still the best that they know how in the moment, or at least the best they can with what they're given.
1: So, to, if I can, like, summarize what you're saying, or what I, what I think you're saying, is you're saying that it's important for people to understand and believe this concept. Yeah. Because when we look back, you know, when we, when we learn, it's, it's usually looking back in the past, at past experiences in our life. Yeah. And then go on.
0: No, no, that that's oh. really helpful. Thank you. Oh, okay. I, I appreciate the summary of that because it is kind of a complex issue for sure. Um, I guess where I'm coming from is for example, with a lot of the clients that I work with, they often beat up themselves on oh, I should have done this, I could have done this. Looking back, oh, I'm such a bad parent. I can't believe I messed up my kids by doing this, that, and the other. Or my parents did such a bad job of raising me. Or my ex-husband, dot, 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 whatever it may be. And I look at it and I say, you know what? Sandy. I actually don't have any clients named Sandy, so just Sandra. Saying, This is This is very, you know very uh Monique. confidential of course mo monica there we go monica um i'm sure in the moment you are making the best guess you knew how mm-hmm. on being a mother and of course 10 years from now or even a day from then you can look back and say oh, i wish i would have done it different i wish i would have changed i should have changed
1: now that I've read these five parenting books. Yeah, now that
0: I'm in therapy, right? Now that i
1: therapy. Now that
0: I listen to a podcast on touchy-feely matters. But before all of that, I'm just in this moment in this organic laboratory of learning that we call life, doing the best I know how in the moment. Yeah. With what I have.
1: Um, I, with this, I feel like... Um, it's important for people to give themselves the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah. I, there's there's a difference between someone believing that they have always done the best they know how versus, oh no, I wasn't you know, I I didn't care I didn't care at all <laughs> um, about anything, and I think the difference is that if you if you understand that you have always done the best you know how, then that's it's a. I I feel like it's this intrinsic, intrinsic,
0: intrinsic, 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 intrinsic
1: belief of, Hey, if I've always done the best, I know how, then like, it's therefore like, it's important for me to work hard at my goals or work hard at at least what I want or what I think I want. Like you've been saying, um, and therefore I can continue to do the best that I can and continue to grow even more versus if I don't believe I've done the best I can, and I don't believe that at my core I'm not interested in doing the best that I can, yeah. then I'm never going to do the best that I can. Mm. And, um, you know, we just... Kind of how we believe... How can I say this? Like, when we believe who we are, that's like a powerful thing. Um, you know, if I believe that I've always worked my hardest... Mm-hmm. Even though it's been imperfect, if I believe I've always worked my hardest then I'm going to feel good about continuing to work my hardest versus if I don't think I've ever cared, then I'm, then I'm going to feel like I'm never going to care.
0: Yeah. And, And you're working with these opposites, right? It's either I've always done a good job. I'm perfect. I don't need to do any improvement. I'm I'm great. It's one extreme, obviously. We probably call that narcissism in our psychological terms, right? Yeah, for sure. And then the other extreme is, well, who cares if I did the best I can or who cares whether I'm doing the best in the future whatever. Both of those are not what we're talking about here. I think what we're referring to and, and what you're referring to, Tim, is self-compassion, which is in the moment, I did what I could do according to what I knew how and the best that I knew how Mm -hmm. even though me today can look at that and say I could have improved in this in this area and guess what by you knowing that you probably have fixed that now but you beating yourself up for what you did way back then isn't actually helping you right now be better
1: exactly is that yes does that fit um so like Man, you you said you said self compassion. Anytime someone says that, I just want to jump on that. Just to talk about that. Big hug. We're, we're gonna do a whole other episode on that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it and refer to it. Um, I don't want to focus on it totally, <laughs> but um, to to kind of go go back to what you were saying about you know parenting, for instance. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've worked with a with a large number of people who are parents. And many of them have said, you know, when I was parenting my kids and when they were younger, like, I messed up a lot and I was a bad parent. And maybe there were substances involved, um, or maybe.
0: Maybe some neglect, even. Some right? neglect
1: or yeah. or abuse or, and things like that.
0: Or helicopter parenting, <laughs> right? The other extreme, right?
1: Yeah, that, yeah for sure. Um, like what you're saying, Jess, like, you're saying that if if we, if you focus on on the mistakes that you've done, and yes, you've made mistakes we've all made the mistakes, we know that we don't need to be reminded of that over and over again because like what you said, mm-hmm. that's not helpful unless um,
0: you're a narcissist and you really unless you're a narcissist come to Jesus moment and then you to
1: <laughs> that is the the smaller uh,
0: that is the, the fewer group. clients than the clients that beat themselves up which is what we usually get yeah, death, yeah.
1: absolutely, absolutely um when you have, when you have that parent totally, you know, focusing on all these mistakes that they made and I was such a bad parent. I shouldn't
0: have dot, dot, dot. I, I shouldn't
1: have done this. I shouldn't have done can't believe
0: I dot, dot, dot. Um,
1: then they're, they're feeding more and more energy into mm-hmm. that belief of I'm not a bad parent. Therefore, like if I, if I messed up that much in the past, how can I ever, how can I ever change, do, change and do better mm. in the future? Versus if you can find that balance and say, hey, Bob, yeah, you did, you made mistakes. Obviously you made mistakes. But if you understand that you did the best that you could and you wholeheartedly believe that, then you can say, okay, I did the best that I could. I will still continue to do the best that I can. And I've learned a lot from then until now. Things that I didn't know. And I can apply those and continue to do the best I can and be successful and feel confident Mm -hmm. and feel level and feel good about yourself, which is what we want.
0: And I think you're also referring to the balance. Exactly. Which is I take responsibility for learning from my past while also recognizing that in the past, I didn't know as much as I do now. I mean, that's the process, right? Exactly.
1: It, it, I mean, this will... It, it kind of goes back to maybe that controversy of... When we say people are doing the best that they know how, we're not saying that what they do is right or correct or good.
0: Or the best they can do, even.
1: Yeah, or the best that they can do. It's just it's the best that they know how at that moment Yeah. in their life. But there's, you know, when we do when we do incorrect things that's still incorrect, there's still negative consequences with that. We still have, we still have to make up for those mistakes. Yeah. Um, but again, that doesn't mean that you just were giving up on life and mm-hmm. saying like, whatever, I don't even care. Like, um, um, yeah, that's, it's that balance of taking responsibility, yeah. realizing you're not perfect and you made, you know, you potentially made some mistakes but that were pretty big in the past but you're still doing the best that you know how. So so just like a really, really, really quick example of if someone grows up around drugs and they never learn healthy coping skills at that point, you can't expect them to healthily cope with the stresses <laughs> of life, right? That doesn't make any sense.
0: It's beyond their ability at right. that moment. It'd be really great if they could wake up and just be sober. I think yeah. that's the dream, right? Yeah. That's... <laughs> it doesn't work, but it's a dream.
1: Um, and so anyways, that's, I think that's a good, like, kind of introduction and in why it's important. Um, so let's look at, just kind of glance at. The... Um,
0: I'm, I'm going back to kind of what you're saying. Is that okay, Tim? Yeah. Awesome.
1: Because that means it was good. It, right? it was good. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, in, and you're doing the best that you knew how, you know? hmm Thanks. I'm glad you laughed. It would have been really awkward if you didn't catch that. But anyway, um, one of the big things that um, my clients, especially any of my clients who may listen to this know, I am kind of obsessed, maybe. So out of balance. But obsessed with opposites and finding balance within those opposites um there's a a type of therapy called dialectical behavior therapy, uh DBT and and dialectics are just this really big fancy word uh so people will pay us the big bucks. Uh but a big fancy <laughs> word. Yeah, exactly, right. For opposites that both happen to be true. And what I find with my clients is that everyone leans a certain way naturally to one extreme further from the other Mm -hmm. and the problem is in the moment they're unaware of that lean until they can look back and see what that lean or that unbalance that lean towards an extreme that lack of balance from not being in the middle for example (laughs) the poor or the negative consequences that come from that imbalance so for example um one one pair of opposites or dialectics is focusing on self and focusing on others. And so people who 100% or even 80% in a relationship focus on themselves are somewhat selfish, we would call them, or even narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And then others who are you know, maybe 80 or even 100% focus on others and ignoring themselves, we'd probably call pretty codependent. And uh, for for example, me, myself, and I, um, I used to be quite the uh, people pleaser, very, very, very focused on how other people fe- uh, feel almost to the extreme to the point where I wouldn't voice my own opinions or or voice what I really felt was important because I, I didn't want that other person to be offended or to not like me, etc., But that led into resentment and basically unbalance, which basically led to dysfunction in the relationship. No matter how much in the moment I thought I was doing the best for the relationship. So again, it's just that idea that me understanding that leaning that I had comes from me now looking backwards, while in the moment, I was doing what I honestly felt was the best for the relationship. The best I knew how.
1: Exactly. And if I can do a really quick plug for therapy, um, which we will do every episode, um, (laughs) the benefit of therapy is is you have someone that doesn't have your experiences and your biases um, and your, you know... Those
0: leanings, yeah.
1: And they can then kind of pull you out and help balance you and say, wait a second, Jessica, like, is... Is it really benefiting you to do something this way? Or let's talk about what it might look like if you do something this way. And let's try and see how it works. And that's um, that's just way mm-hmm. helpful to have that person that can do that for you.
0: And, and actually, the only reason why I'm a therapist now is because I did go to therapy myself, which actually helped with those relationships, helped me realize that a healthy relationship is a mixture between me being concerned for the other person as well as respecting and being concerned for myself that balance that perfect balance between both of those um Mm -hmm. but it took therapy because I honestly in the moment thought I was doing everything right
1: and that balance is Tim I love you go away so I can watch an episode (laughs) of something and then we can interact again
0: no 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 he's kidding what I actually (laughs) say is Hey, babe, I love you. And this is so fun that we're recording a podcast together and spending all this time. And what I need from you is alone time afterwards.
1: Yes. AKA, those yeah. are my needs. That's, that's <laughs> how she usually says it. I will give you credit for that for sure. Because
0: they don't know, Right. They don't know what I actually say to you. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yes, we, we're we big fans of each other, it's true, and we do think our relationship's awesome. And Anyway, oh, warm fuzzies, oh my. So, um, so, anyway, uh, one of the biggest things about dialectics, again, or, or these opposites that are both true that we have to figure out balance between is, again, it's this idea of... I'm doing the best I can, I'm doing the very best, and also I can do better. And both of those are true as well. And at the same time, if we're a hundred percent on either end, then we're also lying to ourselves and not yeah. getting good results. For sure. So what would the other end? This this end of I'm doing the best I can and that's that and that's okay. Peace. I don't need to do anything else.
1: Yep, or I don't have to try different. anymore.
0: That's gonna not end in good results. But also, more commonly than not, I don't know if we mentioned this already, is most of our clients, especially those people with depression and anxiety and very conflicted relationships, um, especially the people with you know difficult childhoods, it's almost always the other extreme, which is, I'm not good enough, I have to constantly be doing better, I'll never make it, I'm worthless, I'm a failure, I have to just push, 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 because it's never going to cut it. And that doesn't yeah. lead into good results either at all. It's actually inhibiting their growth and helping it.
1: Right. Um, and so I think looking at these notes, um, I you got radical acceptance on there.
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. That's kind of that in between. Um, radical acceptance is kind of this idea well it's called radical. Cowabunga, right? Cowabunga. <laughs> it's called radical because it's not something that any of us would think about doing in our culture like normally. It's pretty radical yeah, it, what we're gonna tell you about.
1: It's it's different. I also think radical means like maybe like all the way kind of like Oh, complete.
0: I like that.
1: Yeah, that's complete. I think that's like the technical um the technical definition.
0: You phrased that really nice. Thank you. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a Western theology that's been more and more proven by research that has been really, really helpful for people. But Tim, why don't you just tell us what radical acceptance sure, is? Sure, I would love
1: to. So radical acceptance is basically accepting your reality and accepting that, that this is what it is. And, and not saying that it's either good or bad. But, again, this is what it is. This is my life. This is what's going on.
0: I may not like it. I may wish it was different. I may want to change it. But I'm going to spend all that energy instead of wishing that it was different or hoping for it to be different. I'm going to spend that energy instead on allowing it to be there and also finding what I can do to make it change.
1: Exactly. So I'm going to use a pop culture/nerdy slash nerdy example. Um you and I are big fans of the BBC show Sherlock.
0: Yeah, oh, beautiful show.
1: Um and and I'm going to spoil things but you know what it, it is what it is.
0: Handle it people. Radical acceptance. <laughs> um
1: In the third in the third season or series as they refer to it in Britain, um Watson's wife dies. And he is left alone with a baby girl to take care of, and for a period of time, you know, he just pretty much loses it, and he can't, he can't function. So um, a friend of a friend of the family is taking care of his daughter. He's not, he's not doing mysteries with with Sherlock. He's just kind of, I mean, he's he's grieving, but it's just like it's a non-functioning kind of thing. Um, eventually at the end he starts saying the phrase over and over again it is what it is and again mm-hmm. not saying that he's happy that his wife died he's he's still grieving it it's still a terrible terrible situation
0: doesn't mean he's perfectly oh my wife died. Yeah. Okay, pick myself up.
1: <laughs> I just started thinking positively and now everything is better.
0: <laughs> That's not radical acceptance, people. We get
1: it. But when, once he was able to accept that this is my reality, this is what it is, and I can't change that, he could start kind of living again and and doing what he needed to um to. Kind change the future. Change the future or or doing what he could to even put his life back together.
0: Yeah.
1: When when we are spending energy and using that energy to deny our reality.
0: Yeah.
1: Um we're like nothing is getting better in our life whereas mm-hmm. if we accept that this is a reality and we and we allow ourselves to experience it and to feel it and then we can start to move forward. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. We can start to move forward.
0: For example, actually I'm going to jump back to Sherlock. I was thinking about this. At some point, Watson realizes Sherlock is just not going to change. You know? He is what he is. And he can either wish and hope and be annoyed that Sherlock is in some ways pretty uh
1: more mainstream <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> that
0: sherlock is um Oh, what? how can i even put this well a narcissist right yeah. and isn't doesn't connect with people the same way that most people do it doesn't is never probably going to compliment watson isn't going to give him the same amount of um positive regard you know right. as as normal people then he can stop fighting that expectation and then actually accept and hold on to what things Sherlock does do mm-hmm. that's different than what Watson hopes he would do
1: and and also I mean and and we're gonna have an episode on, on boundaries and just yeah. to reference this really quick once um oh my gosh what's his name Oh no. Um Sherlock and
0: His brother? Watson. Oh Watson. <laughs> I told <laughs> his
1: once Watson accepts that Sherlock is who he is and he's not gonna change,
0: mm-hmm. he
1: can decide I'm willing to work with this yeah. and and adapt or I'm not willing to work with this and I'm gonna bounce.
0: Or there's the third option, right, which is denying that this is a thing, hoping to change Sherlock. Right. Hoping that it'll just wake up and be different, or getting mad and irritated at Sherlock for the way things are.
1: Right. And which is... Doesn't actually help anything
0: either. That's absolutely (laughs) cool.
1: So what is radical acceptance? How is that connected to um, the principle of people doing the best they know how?
0: Great point. So radical acceptance, I would say, is kind of that first step. It says that even though I have this alcoholic uncle, mother, stepdad, friend, maybe I have this mom with an eating disorder, maybe I have uh, this big sister who's very emotionally abusive or verbally abusive or a death or all of these things, the first step is saying... That's out of my control. I can't do anything to change that person. And that really sucks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think it's just acknowledging that. And those aren't fun things to feel. I get that. But sometimes we have to just come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. So that we can then use that energy again and going forward and doing what we can with it. For example, what we're going to talk about a lot more in upcoming episodes. Right. But that that first step is saying this is my reality, whether I like it or not.
1: And my my past was my past and I literally can do nothing to change that. Yeah. I'm going to radically accept that and then figure out what can I do differently to change. What can my, I in my future?
0: What can I do to take all that learning, all that growth that I have learned from that? to go forward. And and I think once we're able to radically accept it to say it is what it is at that, you know, most basic level of the phrase, right? We're able to then go to you know what, even though I don't accept, well, I I don't tolerate or I don't say that what that person did or said to me or how they raised me or whatever is okay, even though I don't feel like it's okay. Mm-hmm it still was probably the best that they could do in the moment. Concerning their genetics, concerning the system they grew up in, concerning, you know, how old they are, concerning my siblings, concerning how finances were, concerning maybe they had been abused. I mean, concerning all of these factors that led up to whatever did take place, this person was just doing the best at the moment they knew how, even though now they would do it different
1: so you brought up systems and i think yeah. um, can you talk about that because i think it's really really important to yeah. understand that with this concept
0: this is a a big big uh, portion of the social work kind of uh, aspect that Tim and i are in we're both social workers clinical social workers um is the person and environment the fact that all of us are in a system or we're all we all play a role but there's also Hundreds of thousands of other things that affect us that affect what we do that affect other people that affect how we react, how we take in these information, all of these things that kind of almost not takes away our control but it makes it much more complicated than just i'm a hundred percent in control of what I do and a hundred percent not in control of what I do, mm-hmm. or a hundred percent in control of my outcomes. For example, a lot of people are like, well, I didn't meet my goal. It must be a hundred percent my fault because I am lazy. For example, well, no, maybe the weather is like how it is right now in Utah and your body just is not getting enough vitamin D. Let's be honest, <laughs> right? Or maybe your body's kind of sick right now. Or your kid was up crying half the night, right? Or, or something mm-hmm. like that that affected you so that, you know, your stress level was up a little bit more so you reacted a certain way. That's a system. It's all of these things affect me that affect you that affect our relationship at the same time.
1: Exactly. So let's talk about family systems for just yeah. a second. And I have an example I want to use.
0: Please. Yeah, go for um,
1: it. Um, but, so family systems is that is that, you know, everyone in this situation, this family situation, kind of yeah. they have almost like this role and they act a certain way. Yeah. And they that They're that, like
0: the pulley in a machine. They all play a role to exactly, keep going. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um and so uh an example I I like to use with clients a lot is is let's look let's look at two different families. Um the first family, I'm gonna use my my friend Matt as an example again. Um just because I know his family really well and I can do what I want with with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, Framily. Right. <laughs> um.
1: So Matt was born in a family. Um, delightful se- family. Deli- Just yeah. Delightful. Second oldest. Um, parents, both. You know, parents are married to each other, so both parents are in the home.
0: Tim lived with them for a while. That's how he's a inside scoop on I, the dynamic. I am an inside
1: scoop. So, um, both both parents are educated. Uh, Dad is a therapist, mom is a nurse, um, they're both very service-oriented, and both parents really believe in the importance of relationships and connecting with people. And so if someone is born in a family situation like that, they're going to get a lot of attention growing up, they're going to get a lot of encouragement. They're, you know, Matt was was kind of guided and directed a lot in terms of, of you know, like school is important. Um, you know, it's important to be honest, it's important to treat people good, it's important to serve other people, he had these examples throughout his entire life, Um, again, both parents were educated, and so there was, you know, financial resources of he was able to, you know, I don't know, play soccer, and and he was healthy. Start a band. Start a band. <laughs> Tim's um, a
0: drummer in that band. So, you know, inside joke for you guys. Yeah.
1: Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Sorry,
0: broke the train of thought. And
1: so so Matt, you know, graduates high school, goes on to college, um, has a family. And then that system, you know, in a lot of ways kind of starts to repeat itself where where yeah. he's got a job where he can provide for his family,
0: he takes on the role of what he understood his dad played. He yeah. says what his dad says because it's familiar. But you know, again, his wife is going to take on a role that she learned from her system. You know, because it's the, what we're used to. So that
1: so there's that. So there's yeah. that situation. It's like yeah, like you know, you you could easily look at Matt and say Matt does the best that he can knows how. I mean, he's got a career, he's got a family, you know, he has all these things Quote, where, unquote,
0: doing it good. I'm yeah,
1: that, that we would, you know, people would look at on a, a more superficial level and say, yeah, that's a good life. So there's that versus someone where they're born into a single-parent home. Maybe mom was a teenager when they were born. Um,
0: she struggles from job to job.
1: She struggles from job to job. So she... She either never finished high school or, you know, got her GED but wasn't able to go to college.
0: Makes minimum wage.
1: Makes minimum wage. Um, this they person, live
0: in a scary neighborhood. Yeah, they're,
1: they're going to have less resources. Sorry, go, ahead, go ahead. There's going to be maybe some more crime where they live. And so, yeah, those two situations are really different. And, yeah, is it possible that the person in the second situation could be like, Well, I don't like this life. I'm going to, you know, work really hard in school and go to college and have a career, and have a family, and I'm going to live that dream, that's absolutely possible, but what we're saying is, in that system, if that behavior is not modeled for them throughout their life, that's going to be really, really hard for them to to do, and to do that successfully, and so again, both situations, my friend Matt, and you know, this other fictional person, so to speak, are doing the best that they can in their situations.
0: The best they they understand. They,
1: the best they understand, even though their situations look different, and you would say one yeah. person is successful, and maybe one person is not successful,
0: according to some ruler of yes. some sort of measurement. Yes, right.
1: exactly. According to according to like what our society would deem as, oh yes, that's good, good job, successful.
0: Check. You've check, got the
1: white picket right. fence.
0: Three checks in a row for you.
1: And so that is, that is how. Systems and especially like family systems, yeah, and our environment um, influence um, or, or plays into us doing the best. It's like the how.
0: DNA almost that produces results in the future. Right is it's kind of these systems that play such a role in shaping our understanding of ourself, our community, others, and the world. Are are frankly. Happened before we're even in the womb. I mean, and unfortunately, we've talked a lot about this before, there are a lot of people two lives are so unequal. I mean, just even in those circumstances of birth. The first breath. Yeah. Completely different. Um, but I guess what we're saying is we're bringing it back to both people are doing the best they understand, even though those actions may differ so much.
1: Mm-hmm. One person may may spend time, you know, in jail. Yeah. but Again, you know, they are they are trying to survive and they're trying to flourish in the ways that they understand yeah. how to survive and flourish.
0: And, and what does this have to do with you? Probably our middle class, mostly Caucasian. I don't know what gender we might lean towards majority. Of, who knows, right? Whatever. Totally
1: equal. Totally
0: fifty fifty, right? Um, but what does this mean for you? I guess our takeaway for you, what we wish our clients, our friends, our people to know is that that person you're harboring a grudge with and from, from X many years ago, maybe it's an abuser, I don't know. Or maybe it's just a friend who wronged you. Or maybe it's that dumb friend who kissed that boy that you like in high school. I don't know. Or or maybe, man... Here we go, Jessica didn't make all state or even all region most of the years and and growing up, right, and sometimes that still hurts. I don't know. There could be a lot of things, but that person in that scenario, that parent, that teacher, whoever, in that moment, was doing the best that they understood. Even if a second later they would take it back.
1: And you are always doing the best you know how in that moment in that moment so continue doing the best you know how and also continue seeking to learn and to know how to do more things better yeah but always give your, but give yourself the benefit of the doubt and you know no one no one wants to be a failure in life everyone everyone wants to succeed and yeah. everyone has goals that they want to accomplish um
0: Accept that there's systems all around people that influence their actions, influence their reactions as well, and also acknowledge that at the same time, while everything's not 100% in their control, they also, another dialectic here, another opposite, they also have the responsibility to learn from whatever Mm -hmm. choices they make. And it also isn't up to you whether they learn from them or not. But in that moment, you can even give them some compassion by acknowledging that in that moment, they did the best they knew how in the moment.
1: Um, I just want to share one more kind of experience thing um, just to kind of bring this all together. I was, um, my first day in class in my Bachelor of Social Work program, My professor Tracy shared this example, kind of about about all the all these things that just blew me away and changed my life. Um, And the example was: let's say there's this kid at school, and he's bullying the other kids. And
0: not an acceptable behavior. I mean, obviously, we know that. So just just seeing
1: that, you look at that and you say, "That's not okay." You know, that kid's a jerk, you know, what's wrong with his parents, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then she says, and my professor talked about but let's say this is the real background. The real background of this kid is is both his kid or both his parents are um are working, you know, they have to work full time. Um
0: They get home exhausted.
1: They get home exhausted, they can't give him time. And also, like, you know, in this scenario, maybe the neighbor's watching him and and the parents have no idea, but maybe the neighbor is sexually abusing him. And so, you look at that situation, and he, you know, he bullies because he feels out of control and in so many parts of his life that he's trying to take some control back. And like you said, Jess, that's not acceptable behavior, and there are consequences to those actions. But once you realize everything that is going on in his life, you can have more compassion for him, um, and you can say... That kid is doing the best he knows how. And let's
0: be honest, you calling him a jerk and telling him to change his actions isn't going to work as good as you saying, hey, I get it, that life is really hard right now. Yeah. And you're doing the best you know how. Yep. And guess what? There's a better way.
1: There's a better way.
0: Let me show you.
1: So that's all, that's all I've got. Um, do you have anything yeah. else?
0: Um, I do want to just preface. I think there might have been some triggering things in here when we maybe even talked about abusers or other people who, who do things that are not okay and, and, and that are offensive and, and that frankly are never okay, no matter what. Mm-hmm. What I want to say to any of you who are triggered by that, it's not your fault at all. Somebody's choices is their choice. Whether, you know, again, they experience such great abuse that they are somehow trying to find relief by causing pain to other people, which we find happens a lot with abuse. It's not okay, though. Absolutely, 100%. And it is not your fault. And you don't deserve it. Nobody deserves to be treated like that at all. However, we do want everyone to understand that there's so much more to play in what creates people's actions and choices and the background the dna so to speak that lead up to actions as well as the fact that you and i we can just learn from the past and move forward too
1: yep it is what
0: it is man
1: great conclusion i love it
0: thanks babe appreciate it we we appreciate all of you our wonderful listeners and hope this has been helpful oh Sorry. Um,
1: Go ahead. And before we close, though, we (laughs) have to talk about what we've been doing for our self-care.
0: Oh, you're right. Self-care. Oh, boy. Uh, Why don't you start? We need,
1: like, a musical, like, da-da-da-da-da-da,
0: self-care. Giving you some ideas to (laughs) self-care yourselves, audience.
1: Okay, so, um, this, since we last recorded, um, it's been, the, the new year has happened. Yeah. Um. And so my self-care, I'm going to really focus on kind of like a, a health aspect of it. And so my New Year's resolution has been no soda and no candy. Um, and I, you know, I, I can still have like sweets and dessert and, and I give myself that, but but specifically no soda, no candy. And so that's been good for me, just like I, I think I've been feeling more energy and and hopefully um, my immune system will be a little bit more boosted in fighting um, during this winter time.
0: And for me, um, it stresses Tim out, but it's actually really, really fun for me. Um, I've actually been helping us plan some trips in the upcoming few months and looking forward to sending some itineraries and, and different things of what to see. And that's been really, really exciting and fun to get my mind kind of off of the cares of the world and the troubles of the world. Um, as well as the DS game that Tim got me, which is, a uh, Pokemon Black, highly recommended to to all audiences and all ages. Um, but, but also, um, the other thing is, uh, Tim and I like to listen to audiobooks, and so that's been real nice, as well as, uh, some sledding and snowball fights with a cute four-year-olds, mm-hmm. so, you know.
1: Oh, and also, too, I'm um, speaking of cute four-year-olds, um, I've been showing him the ways of awesome cartoons and stuff, so... I've been watching uh, Batman the Animated Series with our son, Peter. Um, Sometimes Ninja Turtles, although that's a little bit harder for me to watch because, unfortunately, it doesn't age as well. Um, So Batman, (laughs) Ninja Turtles, and also the X-Men series from the 90s. And he really gravitated towards that. That's yeah, been so exciting. Yeah, it's, it's been so fun.
0: Singing the theme song everywhere. Yeah. Not so that you all think. I do think uh, sleep exercise and nutrition is exceedingly important. We'll talk about that later episodes. But, uh, yeah, I, I too, um, continue my gym regimen and uh, my water drinking regimen. And we are uh, just trying to maintain a, a good basis so that we can go forth and uh, do the things that we need to do. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Tune in next time. I think our topic for next time, just to, you know, whet your appetite, um, is probably going to be talking about emotions and memories and processing emotions and memories so that they don't keep biting us and awesome. the butete.
1: Well, naturally, we'll be talking about the movie Inside Out. A of lot. course. Of course. Of course. Uh, Okay.
0: Thanks, guys. Over and out.